What's up with it? It's TGP coming to you from your city. What what? It's Eli. How's everybody doing today? And we are we already we already ready. We coming with the good stuff. The new news coming to you live from anywhere you at. Today we got a a, a business owner who makes all types of clothing. His name Mike. He owns a clothing line called Burden Company. And we finna call him up and, you know, rap with him about his passion and the origin of it. Hey, how's it going, brother? How's it going, Mike? Good, man. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, I'm, I'm, re- I'm, I'm right here with my homie, Eli. How are you doing today, sir? Okay. Good, man. How you doing? Not too bad. I can't complain. Yes, sir. So that. But, um, yeah, man, I, I see that you, like, you in California, right? Yes, sir. Is is it beautiful down there? How the weather like? Uh, You know what? It's hot right now, brother. I mean, we're looking at triple-digit weather. Um, it's, uh... It's Cali, though, man. I mean, it's up and down all the time. It's either raining one day, windy the next, and then boom, you got sunny side. It's beach weather almost all year round. That's what's up. Yeah, where you guys from? Well, right now we located in Decatur, Illinois. Okay. Yeah, probably never heard of it, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. No, No, I haven't. I'll be honest. I haven't. What's it like out there? It stinks. (laughs) (laughs) it's the soy capital of america so it'd be days where it it literally smells like soy all day oh man that's all bad on me so like in in cali do you like do you work out outdoors or indoors or like do you even work out do you even lift bro like what's up (laughs) Uh, you know what, dude? I, I am uh, very athletic. Uh, I'm always in the gym uh, six times a week. Um, lately, I've been super swamped these last, um, I want to say, two, three months. So my workout habits have been a little lost. But um, out here in Cali, man, it's a big thing. I mean, I don't know what it's like outside of here, but, I mean, you guys see the fitness industry. It's crazy. It's booming. Um, but a lot of the gyms that I go to out here, I mean, you got workouts that we do outside, some on the inside. But, um I just do more of like the standard, you know, old style weightlifting. I don't really do any like CrossFit circuit testing nowadays. That's what's up. We definitely try to do our fair share of lifting and working out over here. So I yeah, feel sure. like that. Try to balance out life. You know how that goes. Right. Keep yourself well grounded. Yes, sir. Well, like, so now we're on the topic of working out, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is your athleticism and, and like the way you work out and just how focused you are on trying to get things done, is that what pushed you to start your clothing line or how did that, uh, how was, what's the know, genesis of that? No, I wouldn't say that that's what, um, what pushed me to create a clothing line. Um, I've always been pretty like into the gym. I mean, from being a kid in high school, uh, wrestling and all that good stuff. You're um, a wrestler. Playing baseball. Yeah, back back in high school, man. Um, it was a good time. 
but then that kind of moves along the way. You know, you get life starts to catch up. You know, you people get in a relationship, you stop working out. You know, you move out of a relationship, you get back into the grind. But um, now I'm in um, starting my clothing company. It was more of a something I wanted to put together. It was more of meaning. Um, it's basically based off a lot of my life experiences on why I wanted to put something together for myself. You know, I felt like if I ever wanted to get out of this struggle, out of this hole, and make something out of myself in this life, like, I got to go out of my own way and try to find my own purpose. I definitely respect that. I see that a lot of people kind of, I think one of the big movements and things for our generation of people is just trying to figure out our own path instead of putting it into other people's hands. And I think that's why we see even, like, the entrepreneurial area and field just kind of really starting to boom and people trying to figure out what can I do personally to make myself successful instead of relying on other people. So I respect Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. It's, I mean, you know, the average person, like they don't want to work for themselves, you know what I mean? But you do have some of these people that they're okay with that lifestyle. They're okay with, you know, working nine to five or whatever it may be, retail for the rest of their life. And hey, I respect that. You know, that's your hustle. That's your grind. That's what you want to do. That's your passion. Hey, by all means, it's just for myself. You know, I just, I just didn't see myself doing that long term. How much of a, cause I know you said you wrestle and, or you did wrestle and wrestling has always been a big part of my life. And just kind of one of the big aspects of wrestling is going out there and winning and losing for yourself. How much of that do you think kind of transitions to your overall just day-to-day mindset and even mindset of, like, I have to go out there and get it for myself to make myself as successful as physically possible? You know, I honestly, I can't say that wrestling may have influenced that mindset of, like, hey, like, you know, every time I got hit and fell down, get back up. Um, to be honest, a lot of it was my mom. I mean, she raised um, three boys you know, single mom, and I was there, man, through the struggle, watching her, doing everything that she did, you know, working multiple jobs, going to school. I mean, we never really seen her growing up because she was always busy trying to make her way in life, and, you know, that was, that's who I look up to, you know, that was my idol, and that was like, okay, this is who I want to aspire to be, you know, if, you know, life's going to continue to throw struggles at me, I need to find my own way to, to push through them and overcome these obstacles because if I allow them to consume me, then what do I have to live for? You know what I mean? Right. Definitely. I can relate to that a lot. So, so I got, I got a, I got a two part question for you. Okay. Okay. The first question is though, have you ever lived anywhere else outside of California or you've been Bro, in California your whole life? No, nah, I've been in Cali all my life. Um, we bounced around. Actually, I take that back. Um, as a kid, we did move to um, Albuquerque, New Mexico for a very short period. Um, you know, my mom met somebody. She got married. And then naturally, you know, you guys move around. But for kids, I want to say I was maybe like, I don't know, five or six, something like that. And um, we ended up moving to New Mexico for a little while and then came back to Cali. And this is pretty much where I was born and raised, man. Um, I'm from the IE, so out here it's like the heart of, you know, the inland, or I guess, you know, the inland empire itself. I mean, I've lived in the heart of it. I grew up here. Um, it's not that I wouldn't say it's the, uh, it does, just like any city or any town that you go to, you know, they have the bad areas. 
and you know where we grew up and had to start off and definitely wasn't one of the best areas growing up in like downtown San Bernardino I mean getting in a fight getting jumped having to watch which way you walk home you know who you talk to who you surround yourself with you know I pick up what you're putting down bro and that leads me to my next question actually so right. since you since you lived in in these type of communities to where you like you've always had to you know you basically had to get it out the mud you feel me and is, yes, is that how you came up with the name burden company for your for your clothing line as in you were uh, your you were your success as if it's a burden or so that second part yes you know definitely wear um let me try to see how to put this. So basically when I created the clothing line burden company, um, I needed something for myself. I needed some type of business that I've always wanted to put together. And it was a dream that I had for years. I just never had the money to actually put it together. So slowly, you know, chipping away and trying to make it happen. Um, I was working three jobs, going to school and just trying to figure out my way. Um, eventually, um, saved enough money to kind of slowly get the process going. And I didn't understand how much you really had to put into it in order to create a clothing line or a business in itself with licensing and um, seller's permits, you know, all that stuff. I never knew all that. So I started actually um, getting exposed to that. But the name Burden came from during that period of working multiple jobs and um, going to school. I constantly, constantly was getting crap from, you know, family and friends. Um, if I had a girlfriend at the time, you know, you're studying all the time. You never have time for me. Um, we never get to see you. You're always working. And they made it seem as if those sacrifices were a burden. And that's how I came up with the name. Because in order for me to create something for myself and sculpt a future for myself, I had to make those sacrifices. And I figured, you know, I'm not the only person in this world that's doing that. There's multiple people all around the world that are doing that. So instead of feeling that way, be proud of those sacrifices you made and be proud of that burden and wear it as if it's like a jersey. You know what I mean? Like you're there trying to do all that you can to make a better life for yourself. And if for those that can't see that, then, you know, they obviously aren't bringing any type of value to your life. And that's how it all came to be. Preach. That's real. (laughs) (laughs) Very genuine. That's decent. It actually, it reminds me, yesterday I was in a business meeting, uh, just kind of meeting up with some investors, trying to start, like, my own personal business outside of this and, like, just outside of, like, my normal life. And one of the things, like, one of the investors brought up was the fact that, like, you will sacrifice a lot in the process of starting a business to a point to where others will look at you and it's like, you don't have enough time for your family. You don't have enough time for your friends. Why aren't you going out and enjoying yourself? And it's kind of like, you have to like accept that like the like all the time that you don't have for everybody else, you're putting into yourself even partially for them so that you can provide for your potential family down the road and like to make sure that your friends kind of have like a stable source to like to always fall back on. So I definitely respect a lot of like what you're doing and your vision behind that. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. And you're, 
it, you're 100% correct because it, it's true. I mean, perfect example was um, a little bit before you guys gave me a call. So I'm putting it, I'm putting together a bunch of orders, um, getting everything situated. You know, my girl, my daughter, I have a girl. And so she, she was like, hey, we're going to go hang out. And I was like, hey, like, you know, I, I want to be there. I want to make it. Uh, let me get some of these, all these orders processed and situated. Let me do some inventory adjustments. And then um, let me take care of the podcast and then we'll be able to get going. And, you know, a little bit of the time got pushed a little faster for them. So, you know, they ended up taking off and said, hey, don't worry. I'm going to meet you down there with the family. But, you know, you really sit there and you don't realize that you're actually put in that position that, hey, this is real life situations, like where you do have to step away from your family a bit. And it, it, it may suck, you know, but I have to look at it as the benefits that are going to come with it along the way, because I'm not doing this to be selfish. I'm doing this to better my daughter's life, to better my own life, to better my family's life. You know what I mean? Right, right. Completely. Has there ever been a time to where the doubt and maybe even like just the pressure of everything that like you could potentially miss it, like be missing out on or like not be as involved in even in like your daughter's life. Has it ever made you like step away or take a break from the clothing line and like, just like your, I guess, business streams or have you always just kind of been like full fledged into it since the start? You know, I have been um, pretty much full fledged into it all the time. Um, Whenever I do something, I like to try to, I, I try to commit to it. I mean, there are times where you have to have a down day, take a break, turn everything off. But I do think about those things, man. I can't tell you how many times I think about those things a day. Um, outside of my clothing line, I'm actually enrolled in, in a police academy. And, you know, that takes a lot of my time as well. And um, I help train people on the side as well. And that takes away time from my family. And I think about all these things like that missing out on this i'm missing out on that and it does suck and sometimes i'm like you know i have to see and and kind of like pros and cons is this worth it is this really what i want to do and absolutely you know 100 percent because i create a business for myself and work for myself although i may have to be invested in that and constantly be on call kind of a thing you know like checking in on things and seeing how things are going checking online i still get to take the time when I want to turn everything off and step away to be with my family. You know, there's days where I turn my phone off and push it to the side and be like, God, baby girl, it's all about you. You know, you know, I, I, uh, I use Sundays as a, I call it, um, you know, my girl's day and that day specifically for them, you know, whatever they want to go to, if we're going to go out, we're going to go grab food, whatever it may be, that day is solely for them. You know, and I try to make sure I stay away from social media, um, people, I, you know, people constantly, they're calling me, texting me, DMing me, emails, and I'm trying to constantly keep in touch with everybody because for me, being in that constant contract builds a good rapport, but it also shows, hey, this guy actually takes, you know, into consideration what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to say, and he actually finds quality in his work, and he actually stands by what he's trying to do. You know what I mean? Like, he has an interest. I don't want to be somebody where they're talking to a robot all the time. You know what I mean? Right. You're not one of those people to where you're trying, you don't want automated responses going out when you, like somebody DMs you or emails you. You'd rather wait and take that time to when you can actually get back to them yourselves and have a personal response to where people see that you're actually invested in them as well as your company. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, it's, 
like all my things that I put together with my clothing from the clothing tag to tying on, pinning the clothing tag, the stickers, creating the thank you cards. I do all that stuff by myself. Like I put all those things together. I came up with all the, like the words, the, the sayings, the quotes, the, you know, the logos. And then of course, you know, I have my graphic designer, put them up and digitize them for me. But day one, man, I put all that stuff together for myself. And, you know, I think, you know, my graphic designer, my screen printer, you know, because without them, I wouldn't be able to make a lot of this possible. And you have to think about that. Those support, you know, those support lines, including my family. So, I, I, I peep what you're saying. It's, it's one of them things where you, you, when you all, when you put your mind into something, you go in a hundred percent all the time. Yes, sir. And even with this clothing line, man, you, you just said that you didn't, made the logo and wrote wrote stuff down and you uh, you you personally uh, write letters and put the stamps the shirts and all the whole nine you feel me yes sir so like what do you do when you feel like you're low on your purpose like like you tired or like it's just one day that's a little bit harder than than yesterday how do you how you keep it up i kid you not man i just I, I take a look at my baby girl. Um, it's weird because as a younger version of yourself, you, you you can see those times when you're selfish. I mean, obviously, everybody's selfish in, in their own way. You know, growing up when you're a kid or you're a juvenile, whatever, you know, you're not thinking about anybody else besides yourself. And, you know, for the most part, that's just how it is until you have some type of adjustment in your life. I wouldn't even say adjustment, just that type of, exposure to your life is like whoa you just like man like this is something different like this is a whole new experience for myself and now like when i have those days i can sit there man with my little girl and i'm just she brings so much joy to my life that i couldn't i couldn't see it being any other way and she's the reason why i do everything that i do like i couldn't i, I couldn't put it any other way you know it's I mean, the, the way I put it is like, hey, this is she's all I have in a way. You know what I mean? Like because that's how much value she brings my life. Granted, obviously, I have my girl. She's my world. You know, my whole family is like my everything. But that's what I look at. You know, sometimes like I wake up in the middle of the night and just look over at your girl. It's just like you appreciate that and you see this family and this what you're doing, and it just validates everything that you're doing that much more. That's real talk. With with your daughter being the light of your life, that's what keeps you moving. Yes, sir. And so with that being said, what is a major goal that you plan to accomplish with the clothing line? Like, let's say in a good year, the clothing line just takes off and it's it's bigger than Nike. You feel me? Like, what would be like, what would be something that that will make you that will validate that what you what, what further validate that what you're doing is on the right path? So there was a kind of like to piggyback a little bit off of that and take a couple steps back. Um, if this becomes successful and granted, like I'm doing okay now, you know, I'm still, I've only been in business a little over a year, about a year and a half now. And I've been doing, you know, I've been doing good, great. And I'm very thankful for it. But um, if it were to bloom 
my goal is to be able to give back to other people, to give back to those who are in need, you know. If I'm, and if they come to the point where I can actually have employees, you know, those people that just, they can't find jobs or that need some type of help, I want to be that person that they can reach out to or that I can do something or work in their life somehow, some way, to be able to shed some light for them or to ease, you know, any struggles, you know, help them to overcome these obstacles, you know, but my whole plan is to be able to someday to be able to get back in any way, shape, or form. I mean, I remember this one time, and, you know, we were out dinner, and I was with my family and a couple of my close friends, and there was a, there was a little kid that kept, like, goofing around and making faces at me uh, from the distance, and I never caught his name, and, but he, you could tell he was in, like, one of those, like, halfway homes, like, he's, um, there's like a, just a mix of different children and, you know, whoever those, the people, um, their chaperones, you know, were taking them out for a bite to eat. And I just, I don't know what it was. And it, it just so happened that I had a bunch of extra gear on me that day. And I don't usually carry gear with me. And so I was like, man, I was like, you know, I went over there and I introduced myself and I was like, Hey, I was like, you know, my name is Mike. I was like, I'm, you know, I'm the owner of uh, this clothing company. I was like, I see a little boy here. I was like, he's got a lot of spirit in him. Like, he's awesome. If it's okay for you guys, I'd like to give him, you know, some free gear and maybe even ship some extra stuff for you guys um, for free. And they're like, yeah, you know, that'd be awesome. Great. We appreciate it. And, you know, um, I got to do that for him, man. And watching him light up and see that, I don't know what he's faced at to that point. And I don't know what type of people he's dealt with. But giving him that type of experience lets him know that, hey, there's good people in the world. There's people that are still out here amongst this. I mean, you guys see how this world is now. But amongst this, this crazy world that that are still willing to, like, take a knee, reach out to you and have a conversation and just appreciate you as a person. And I just want to hold that value and embed that into my clothing company for others to see. It's respectable. I feel like at some point when things really take off you're gonna have to tell that story a million and ten times because that's that's good credibility i feel like that's something that people would really hold on to and take that with them even like when it comes to thinking of your clothing brand yeah and then it that, yeah. it also encourages them they 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 will feel more like they're purchasing with a purpose because they know that the money that they're giving to you you may take and turn around and give that to someone else or take that and and turn it into a way to where you can help a bunch of people. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So you, Absolutely. so you embedding this, this code into, into your brand. I feel like that's probably something that you've always lived by. Is that true? Yes, it is. Absolutely, man. 100%. That's just how my mom raised me. That's real. Shout bro. out to all the moms out there. Oh me. Shout out to all hey. the, all the mamas. Who didn't who put their kid out on some or then then baby them yes, for too man. long? <laughs> all, the, all the single moms out there struggling to raise men, but you know. Hey, I know growing up, a lot of people told me that my mom couldn't do that stuff by herself, and I feel like I turned out pretty well. So on me, I, I see you where go. you're coming yes, from. Sir. So definitely, man. Dad. Switching gears a little bit. I when uh after I reached out to you, fam. I was on your Instagram page doing a little bit of research, and I see that you write some some poetry. Yes, sir. And yeah. 
does does the poetry tie into Burden Company any, or that's just like a passion project? You know, that's just more of like, um, in a way, I guess you could say a passion project. It was just, I, I don't know, it was just kind of like some gift that I guess I must have had that I never knew. Um, I've been writing since sophomore year in high school, and that was like 17 years ago. I've been writing for a long time. Um, it started off with a project in high school. I needed help. My mom was actually, you know, in the poetry. So she taught me how to write um, this one poem that I needed for a project. And then I needed to make adjustments and I had to do it off the top of my head. And then uh, from there, I just kind of started dabbling. And then I actually became really good at it. But the main purpose for the poetry that I actually write um, is, is for other people, not for myself. So a lot of people go through hardships in life that they don't know how to express. They don't know how to exactly get it out. I mean, for some people, they write. Some people, they go to the gym. But a lot of people, you know, bottle that up inside themselves, and they don't know how to receive it. And um, and when I say it gets, because, like, I can, like, literally take myself, step out, like, kind of, like, picture myself as another person and feel what they feel and put it on paper. And I even if I've never experienced it, it's crazy. And... I get a lot of people that, because they can relate to my poetry, um, and they vibe off of it so much, I get people that'll message me, DM me, like, and give me deep, deep, personal, dark secrets of themselves and ask if I can write a poem about it. And, like, I've done it. You know, I've respected it 100%. I said, hey, I'll never disclose this to anybody. I won't read your poem, nothing like that. But, um, you know, whatever you want to disclose to me, go ahead and give it to me, and I'll build off of that. And that's what I've done since then. And whenever I have friends or family that go through hardships, I just feel what they go through, and I just put that emotion on the paper. And, I mean, I get I get so many messages. People just tell me, like, man, like, just hearing those words and reading them, like, I can't tell you how much relief that brings me or how much I can relate. I just do it to show other people that, hey, there's other people out in this world that feel just like you. You know, you're not alone. That's real. So you you use the poetry to to further reach out and help people. Yes, sir. How does it make you feel when somebody reaches out to you and asks you to put how they feel into like into words? I know that has to be a pretty like honorable feeling. It is. It is. I, man, it's almost hard to explain like how it really feels because it's almost like, whew. Like, you know, it's like someone believes in you, you know, and they give you so much trust. I mean, for someone to open up and get past all the walls and to give you, like, their heart and say, hey, here, um, can you do something with it? And, you know, you sit there and you pop life back into it for them. And it's just like, it's, I don't know if it's like an out-of-body experience, whatever you want to call it. It's just, it's really something else. Like, it's just a euphoric feeling of, like, wow, that you can have this type of influence on somebody's life and they've never even met you. They've never seen you in person. You know, they don't know who you are. It's it's definitely like some type of experience. I wish I really could like explain it better, but it's until you experience it yourself, it's just just different. That's real talk, bro. So we winding down on time and near the end of the thing, I like to add this new segment. (laughs) This is my second time doing this, so if you can interview anybody past the present, 
who would it be and why? Um, uh, you know, I think it'd be Randall Fitch, owner of LitFit, just so I can get a better understanding of what I'm getting myself into. Wait, um, my fault. I don't. I don't want to cut you off. I just wanted. To, I didn't hear who you said. My said fault. Randall Fitch. No, 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 no. So, uh, have you guys ever heard of um, Lifted Apparel? Lifted Apparel. Yeah, Lifted Apparel. I'm not, but we're about to look this up right now. Yeah, we we want to make sure everybody get get a good little shout out. <laughs> so, Randall Fitch is the owner of Lifted, and. Um, you know, I never really followed his clothing or anything like that, but the word that he spits, you know, behind, like, those who want to be an entrepreneur is dope, just like the meaning of what's behind everything, because he really shows you a real-life version of what it's like to be an entrepreneur and work, you know, your butt off to get to what you want and earn it and not taking shortcuts. And if I could interview somebody, it would definitely be him. And maybe not even an interview, just more of like a conversation and just, you know, talk about the ins and outs of everything and, you know, find my help. It's like almost like to be like have a guide in a way. Not saying I want like the, the answers because a lot of it I want to learn on my own. But, I mean, if there's, you know, some little cues that he could give me and be like, hey, this is, you know, something that you can do or that and, you know, good luck on your way. Then, hey, I would take just that and I'd be okay with it. That's real. So you'll you'll talk to Randall Pitch as just a way to pick his brain. And so like not that he could give you the answers, but so that he could lead you to the questions so you could find the answers yourself. There you go, man. I couldn't put it better myself. That's real, bro. That's real. Tell the people your social media so they know how to find you. Yeah, um, we're on Instagram right now. So at Burden Co, it's Burden underscore T-O, um, it stands for company. Um, that's my main social media stream. That's where you'll find me. And I'm the one that does all the answering to everything. So if you want personal questions, whether it be material, you have this, you have that, um, you know, you can hit me there, check me out, or you can check us out on our website, www.burdenco.com. And um, yeah, man, I'm all about it. Man, it it was nice meeting you, Mike. Hey, thank you guys. I appreciate the time, and I appreciate you guys reaching out like that. The dope, what you guys are trying to do for everybody, and you know, get get people that exposure. There's not a lot of people that have that opportunity, and it's awesome that you guys are out here trying to give people a chance. Thank you, much respect. We really appreciate that. On me. Yeah, no While we still have you on the phone, how would you do? You feel like you would have time, maybe in like, I don't know four to five, maybe even six months out just to do a follow-up interview. I personally feel like yeah, I, I see a lot of growth coming from you here in like the near future and especially with how hard you work. So I definitely would like to touch base. Yeah, man. Real talk. Talk. I wouldn't mind at all. You guys feel free to contact me at any time. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate that. All right, Mike. I appreciate the ability to connect with you, fam. All right, brother. I appreciate you guys. You guys have a good one. You, you as well. Well, that is it for this segment today of TGP Studios. And that's how you can find us on Instagram and on Twitter. We're The Growth Project on Facebook. 
Hit him with the one, two. Wop, wop. <laughs> hey, and remember, y'all, stay safe. Keep growing. Love. Let's get it. Wop, wop. This is Eli, everybody, coming to you live with TGP. This is TGP in your city. I'm here rapping with my man, Twan. Twan, tell him how you feeling. What's up with it? It's your boy, T Weezy. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I got asthma. <laughs> But not as <laughs> But man, we, we just got off the phone with with the excellent guy named Mike. I don't even know his last name, but like that's not I I barely knew his name was Mike, so yeah. <laughs> but man, like it's like every time we get off the off the phone or after an interview, it's like it's always better. And like we just in this this Spiral staircase, but going upward. You see what I'm saying? Oh me, it's a long process to get around and to finally go up. But as we we making there, every oh, every little step. It's like we tell everybody every time we record and every time we put out new content. Keep growing. I feel like I mean we're finally starting to see it within ourselves. We right now we're interviewing people who've been outside of Decatur, been outside of the local areas that like we're used to, been outside of being like a home, and just like. Now we're starting to branch out and really make connections and con- out, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but connections and stuff with people that are distant, people that are like, we're really starting to, we had to go through some little research to find, or maybe they popped up while we were scrolling through like social media and stuff. So obviously they, they're already putting in the work. They're kind of making a name for themselves a little bit. And thankfully we just were able to make that conversation through my slight conversation skills and, you know how to uh, approach people and whatnot. We're definitely making the new connections that are just about to send us to the top. Man, that's the plan, bro. That's the goal. Because to be honest, I really don't know how to hold a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Looking boy. I could break the ice. That's about it. <laughs> he said, hey, yo, beautiful. That's Na- it. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's, it's one of the things to where if you constantly surround yourself around uncomfortable people because all these people that we have communicated with have are putting themselves in these uncomfortable situations. You yeah. feel me? And so if we just keep on keeping on and we keep doing the right thing and we keep just helping people and showing people that we there for them as a little foundation, you know, just a little boost, even if they get one extra person, Hey, that's one extra person for you. We get some content and we going to grow together. You see what I'm saying? And so that, Back to me, let me backtrack backtrack a little bit. It's just when you always around these uncomfortable people, that pushes you to be better. That makes sense. On me, because the only way to grow is to be uncomfortable. When you're in a comfortable situation, you become complacent. And it's real easy for a lot of people in life to just look at their day to day as like, all right, I'm cool with this because like I know what's going to happen next and I know like what to like worry about. I know my stressors. There ain't a whole lot. If me and you decided, all right, we're done with school right now. No, we're not about to work. All, all we're gonna do is put everything in the TGP. That's uncomfortable. Hell yeah, <laughs> it's, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> but like that, like the drive within us will make it. Like we'll figure out how to get that done and figure out how to make it work for us to where we're not gonna be in a bummy situation. And even like the people that we're interviewing right now, I feel like I see a lot of that within them to where. They know that, like, they're taking a risk. And thankfully, for some of them, 
some people, you know, they could probably put more work and time into that and, like, into their talents and really make a living off of it. Thankfully, with, like, Mike, this is kind of, burden is kind of, like, his livelihood. And so that was one of the few people that I feel like we've seen to where, like, he's putting his all into this and taking that risk. And he he's not afraid of being uncomfortable or even, like, his family going through uncomfortable situations and even him not being there, which, like, as a father, I know that, like, I don't know personally because I'm not a father, thankfully. Hallelujah. <laughs> but, like, that that can't be an easy situation. But he's all doing it for the end goal and so that he can grow himself for him, the, himself and the people around him. And I feel like that's a like, big part of TGP and what we're trying to do here is just allow ourselves to grow throughout this process and things aren't always the most comfortable. Even having conversations like we had to have before we started the podcast, so just chalking it up it's like not every situation not everything we do is going to be the most comfortable but at the end of the day we're growing and if we can be uncomfortable and be uncomfortable together all of us are fans the people that we're interviewing and it just allows us all to bring ourselves to a new hyped level i feel that wholeheartedly because like it's like complacency is like a virus complacency is like a virus and it's one of them things to where once you once you sit down and you become you know what i'm all right i'm gonna just relax a little bit i'm not gonna do this today i'll do it tomorrow or my favorite one is i'm gonna start at four and it's 408 yeah fuck it i might as well wait till five (laughs) (laughs) it's one of the things to where at first it's good but this is a motivational speaker he goes by eric the hip-hop preacher Eric, the hip-hop preacher, all right. Dude, cold. Pain today, pride tomorrow. You got to sacrifice those things that give you joy now because it's going to dig you in the deep hole later. Yeah. And so with me, within myself, I'm starting to realize that the only way I'm accountable for my current situation, the way my money is, the way my life is, the way my weight is, the way my happiness is, I'm accountable for how I feel. And the only way that I could change that is by pushing myself outside of my comfort zone. Oh, me, because you got you to gotta take self-responsibility as one of the big ways to even allow yourself to be uncomfortable until you can kind of start to realize, like, a lot of this is on me. It's one of my favorite from the movie Never Back Down. I can't even remember the little fighter dude's name, but the, yeah, the teacher tells Jake Tyler... He goes, it's all on you. And Jake Tyler has to look at him before he goes and do, does that little stupid fight where he fights a little white boy and has to beat his ass. But he goes, it always has been. And just, like, that realization within itself that, like, the outcome of your life from a full circle is completely on you. Like you said, your weight, your appearance, your money situation, your happiness. And we're, we live in a society to where we put a lot of these things into other people's hands. And even just, like, the small entrepreneurs and things that, like, we've interviewed and we talked to, one of the big things that sets them apart is, like, they want control of their life. Not even more so that, like, they realize that they have full control of it, but they want full control. So I guess kind of, like, we've been put into a situation to where, luckily, we've been blessed to realize that, like, we have that control and things are completely on us. And as uncomfortable as that realization even, like, in itself is to where you're like, 
damn, you mean this isn't my mom's fault. This isn't my dad's fault. I can't blame the school. I can't I can't go to anybody over here and ask them for help and just expect them to give it to me because what have I done to earn that and what right do they owe me to give me that help? And just starting to realize that within yourself and growing up that you kind of like, I'm not on my own, but I'm on my own. That that shit's uncomfortable. Oh, me. And to like realize that within your own head, I think a lot of people like, they'll push that thought outside of themselves just because it's a lot easier to share the blame on people and not even, I guess, just have to accept things. It's kind of like the whole only way you can deal with it is dealing with it. Or as Michael Jackson would say, I'm talking to the man in the mirror. Because... <laughs> At the end of the day, that's who responsible. You feel me? Oh, me? Who you see back at you is you. At the end of the day, don't nobody know you like you know you. Don't nobody got you like, like you, you got, got you. you. At the end of the day, that you got to live with yourself every day. It's like, you ever tried to lie to yourself? <laughs> you ever just sat there and be like, nah, I was straight. What I, there wasn't nothing wrong with what I just did. You'll be five seconds later inside of your own head, like, oh, damn, damn, I just spoke those words, but I know the whole time I'm capping. <laughs> I know I'm capping. Why am I telling myself I'm not capping? I know what I'm capping. And it's like, you can never defeat yourself. You, you're going to lie to yourself. You're going to try to. You're going to try to cheat yourself. And really, all you're doing is you put yourself in this terrible position, but at the end of the day, only you have to live with that. And it's the same as, like, you make yourself happy. Only you really have to live with that. Your happiness, it affects other people, but it also only affects other people because they allow it to. And as great as it is for your happiness to rub off on other people, my happiness isn't going to affect your happiness unless one of us allows it to. Real talk. And at the end of the day, that's neither of our places. Real my talk. Su my success doesn't make you successful. Exactly. And when people start to realize, like, the world is not full of just handouts to where, like, life is given to all those people. Once you start to just think, like, I got to get it on my own. And that's one of the big things, like, I'm really glad, like, Mike touched on is, like, he realized for himself. And I think it might have been more because of wrestling than what he likes to give credit to. Just, that's just know, the wrestling you. Yeah, probably. To be 100. I'm kind of disappointed that my man wrestled in Cali and he wasn't bigger on, like, wrestling. Because, you know, Cali is kind of a really, really big wrestling state. Side note, completely. He probably was cold, though. You can't take it from that's him. That's what I'm saying. I <laughs> man talking about he he was in high school 17 years ago, but dude looks like he's 25 because he just be working out all the time. I, I didn't even, like, I thought dude was around our age. That's what I was thinking. I was like... <laughs> But obviously, he taking some type of responsibility for himself because, I mean, shit, let me get 40 years old and look like I'm 23. Hey, black hey. don't crack. Oh, me. But, uh, honestly, I I guess Hispanic? I don't, I don't Hispanic want to. Hispanic don't. I don't, uh, don't panic. panic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, it worked out. <laughs> I'm not trying to say I know this man race. <laughs> Before we get in trouble, cuz. Yeah, yeah, we can't just presume because <laughs> he looks kind of high yellow and, you know, he's from that part of California. We can't just assume, but, yeah. you know, I like to take a little bit of guess and gander and maybe. Anybody in California with a little bit of brownness in their skin is from the sun. They could possibly be Hispanic. 
I don't know if we should say that. <laughs> Somebody might be offended. <laughs> to be a hundred in 2019, <laughs> everybody gonna be offended. <laughs> what you talking about? They're like, get them. Why they got microphones? <laughs> <laughs> He's been black their whole lives, growing up with two black parents. They've been referred to as a nigga by themselves since they were five years old. And then all of a sudden, it's 2019. They say, yeah, I just got a really bad sunburn. I got melanin problems and stuff. It's a doctor. Go ask my doctor. It's a disease. Melanin problems. You know, like Michael, like Michael Jackson. He didn't bleach himself. Just the melanin somehow just ran out of his body. <laughs> that boy hit a high note one day. And the melanin said, Bye. <laughs> Not the melanin disappeared. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't sure. He got up on his ass. <laughs> Said I ain't never heard no black man hit this type of note. On me, it, it shook. It shook the melanin out of <laughs> Cat Williams. I'm not gonna say he said it best, but it was very funny. He said Michael Jackson was born a black boy and died a white woman. <laughs> 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 oh no. <laughs> Oh no! I'm not gonna say he said it best. Eh, eh, eh. Like <laughs> Michael Jackson was the first transgender before we ever started giving trannies credit. And I think this is the part we start cutting it out. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, we we can't support this. <laughs> <laughs> Bad part is we don't get people mad because we over here talking about transsexuals in a positive way. It's not even negative all all of a sudden. And then like. It's just going to be twisted. I I, I don't want to speak for a transsexual person. (laughs) But like if if you're like community, not community. or, or Yeah, community leader is Michael Jackson though. Like that's not bad by any means. It's It's MJ. Like. Dude, then he was able to steal all of any girl that I was able to get. <laughs> and he was wearing her clothes. Like, that's a finesse. That's how I see it. But like, we gotta be careful. Uh, we gotta be careful with these with these microphones. I'm not trying to get, get cancel culture. You know what that is? You know what cancel culture is? Nah. Where basically if someone on the internet, especially people with power, like or like a little bit of a following. And they do something that's messed up, people will real talk try to cancel them because you know the people is your fan base. Yeah, that's why it's been like Logan Paul is a prime example when he went to that suicide jungle in Japan and then show a corpse of a person who had recently committed suicide in the in the forest, and then started cracking jokes about it. People was not fucking with Logan Paul. <laughs> they tried to get rid of this man. Shit, Logan Paul became even more famous because people hated his stupid ass I mean, for that. Hate spread faster than love. That's what's crazy. It's a lot easier to hate somebody, supposedly. Than to love them. I don't know. I know that, like, the muscles that it takes to, like, make a frown in your face are, like, twice as many versus the muscles it takes to smile. So it's kind of like... Eh, it's a lot more effort to hate and dislike people personally and like scientifically i'm pretty sure it actually is a lot more effort but as humans we allow ourselves to do so i don't i don't see it like that because i feel like you using those extra muscles in your face it gives you a little bit of a rush in your head (laughs) (laughs) what it's not it's not like it's the dopamine i don't know what it is but you kind of want to know the rest of the story 
just because like, oh, I can't stand that motherfucker. And then next thing you know, you you like, oh, now I gotta look it up. Like, what did they say? What did they say? Next thing you know, you six hundred comments deep into something that's none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the complacency comes in at. You know me. You get, you get bored, you start scrolling just because your ass curious about other people's lives instead of taking your own life in the manners. Exactly. I feel like if everybody just take six months to fully understand themselves and try to find their own purpose, because everybody got something to offer this planet, you feel me? If everybody just took six months to pursue that instead of pursuing this persona of fake happiness and fake money and stuff that they really can't afford, you feel me? It's one of them things to where they real talk going to put themselves five, ten years ahead just because they took this time out of their life to make sure that they knew and loved everything about themselves. Because like you said earlier, it's one of them things to where people look for the validation from others instead of looking for that validation out of themselves. Because at the end of the day, that person who you're looking for validation for, they ain't got to live with you. But you got to live with you. You got to wake up and tell yourself, I'm that motherfucker. Hell, I do it. I'm that nigga. Hell, yeah. I do that shit. Every day. You got to. Because if you don't, that's you not loving yourself. That's you looking for someone else to say, oh, that, that guy, he a real nigga over there. Now, look look, look at you. you. You looking for someone else's validation of your actions. But if you live by your code and your own actions that's gonna speak for itself and you ain't gonna have to say nothing it's wild because we look for the validation of others and we don't realize we don't realize see what they have going on like beyond like the depths of just like their outside we will take in the validation and the acceptance from people and we don't realize they live in a broken home they might be out here cheating on their wife they might be a drunk they might be 50 million dollars in debt that sounds depressing. We want to dress. We want to go hang out with the guys and go to a bar. And we want to go to the bar wearing our nicest fits and our nicest shoes to impress a bunch of people that are out with tags on their clothes just so that they can look nice for you. And then they got to go return that stuff tomorrow. But then they get drunk, spill a drink on their stuff. And now they just broke. Shitty ass. But now we were the ones trying to impress them. As Gary V would say. You're going to walk into that bar and ain't nobody going to give a fuck about nobody. So why the fuck do do you want to drop? What? I Because I, I, I don't mind going to a thrift store for clothes. Real nigga, bro. <laughs> but like, if you want to drop $350 for a hoodie, 400 for some shoes, shit, 600 for a jacket or something, you know, like, that's cool for you. <laughs> if you if that right there gives you inner peace and inner happiness enough to where it's really worth it and you did that for yourself by all means do that and even if you gotta be broke but it makes you happy i'm gonna still say go ahead and do it but now if your happiness comes from other people telling you oh yeah you look dope you look fly where'd you get that jacket at yeah you probably fucked up and just wasted six hundred dollars and so yeah Optimistic is you get a girl because she think you got a lot of money. Pessimistic is you waste that uh that shot on your shirt and probably three beers and now you stuck outside your house because you locked yourself, <laughs> you locked your keys in your crib. So like, eh, I guess 
you could say that if if the if the money is something that makes you happy, that's going to be something that's never going to make you happy. Because once you, as J. Cole said in the interview on The Breakfast Club, if you chasing money, once you got 1000 now you want five. Once you got 5000 now you want ten. Now you want twenty. Now you want fifty. Now you want a hundred. Now you want a million. See, like it, you're gonna always wanna get more. So instead of us, we us as a people, as a community, all of us, as the human race, we need to shift our focus into being lusting for our success instead of lusting for the validation of others. You see what I'm saying? Right. I think that's Thankfully, we we have that type of head on our shoulders to where we don't look for everybody else's approval and just probably our living situations and how we were brought up and our morals and stuff. And not everybody is blessed into that same type of reality and wise thinking. But it's like if our whole society, and that's one of the biggest things, and a lot of the things we talk about is just not even like ourselves or the people we interview, but like society as a whole and like people in general. But like if people just started to realize that like we spend from kindergarten, probably from the time we're born trying to be validated and not even us from like the time we're born, our parents try to have us validated by the public and by everybody else. So why you got to go back to school shopping as a little kid and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what was wrong with my clothes from last year? Tax free weekend. (laughs) (laughs) All parents boy. Shit, then, like, my fault for cutting you off, but then, like, you go to school, and, like, it's either the class clown looking for validation from the class, or the state-age student looking for validation from the teacher, or the kid in the middle looking for validation from anybody. So, it's a lose-lose-lose. Not go for it. Because, like, it's a lose-lose-lose because they not focused on themselves. They not focused on, okay, what makes me, me? And that's what a lot of people miss out because they try to make others happy. It's like even when you look at like, that's why you look at the class clown and you're like, damn, his grades suck. But you look at the smartest kid in class and you're like, this boy ain't got no friends. (laughs) So it's like you spend all this time. And what are you going to do? Be best friends with the teacher? Because then the teacher going to be like, little boy, I got to go to lunch. Leave me alone. (laughs) On me. So like we spend all this time validating, like trying to get validation from a bunch of people who at the end of the day, I'm sorry to say this, they don't give a fuck. Back to Gary Vee. (laughs) (laughs) Like, people in real life just don't give a fuck about you. And, like, I don't mean that meanly, but, like, I hope there's some little-ass kids listening to this because they need to hear it at a young age. But, like, people don't give a fuck about you. So everybody that you're trying to impress, they might be impressed for 35 seconds, but they're going to go right back to not giving a fuck. Yep. And I think, like, if everybody in society could realize, like, it don't matter how hard you try. It don't matter how much money you have. I don't wake up and think about Jeff Bezos. You don't. The nigga is rich as hell. Rich as <laughs> Rich as... Bro. I think about Jeff Bezos a lot when it comes to, like, my business, like, thinking and stuff like that and bounce around investing ideas. But, like, I don't ever wake up. I, I'll be honest. I don't wake up and think about you. You should wake up and think about yourself. I wake up and I think, <laughs> what do I got to do? How am I feeling? How is my sleep? What am I about to eat? Oh, me. Now, when you wake up and the first things on your mind are, I got to get, I got to change my outfit 25 times so that this person will think that I'm cool. I go to bed. 
wake up, go to class, and the same thing I went to bed in. Just so I got time to eat before I go to class, because that's more important. Oh, like, man, that's that's real shit right there. Cause like, it's back. Like, once people bring themselves to their center, that's when they're able to truly flourish and blossom. You see what I'm saying? And like. At the end of the day, that's real talk. If you waking up and not thinking about you, like imagine waking up in a van. Not to say that it's your van or not. <laughs> he said not to say that it's your van or not. But just imagine waking up in a van. Are you gonna think about Jeff Bezos? Like, what would Jeff Bezos do? <laughs> you about to be like the Scooby doing this bitch. Oh, what would Shaggy do to get me out of this oh, situation? Me. You you finna sit here and real talk, try to figure out this this is not saying if it's your van or not. Try to figure out how to get out this van. <laughs> or maybe whose van this is. Or who van is. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like everybody should wake up every morning like, who van is this? Is this my van? If so, I need to make sure I'm good. Oh, like, <laughs> We just woke up every day and just started to think, like, even, like, with that van scenario, like, I got to drive the car of my life every day. And if I let somebody else behind the wheel or I let somebody else give me directions, I might get lost. More than likely, I'm going to probably get lost. Unless it's Google. Google be capping. Google be (laughs) capping. Taking my ass five hours. Boy, that shit took me to a doctor's office on one side of town. Now, my doctor's office wasn't even on on that side of town. But because I just played dumb and blind, I just listened to Google, drove all the way there. I knew my doctor's office was 15 minutes the opposite way. Google be capping. That's not like a personal problem right there. Google be capping. No, that's... <laughs> Eli be capping. That's what it sounds like. Your ass... Like, damn, this this don't look familiar, but I'm going to keep driving. <laughs> See, it's that waking up in the morning, thinking about myself. I wake up, I think, all right, I got to go to the doctor. Let me make sure I get my ass to the doctor on time. But then, you know, I don't fully think by myself. So then, you know, turn on the phone, turn on the GPS. All right, Google, take me to the doctor. Google don't sit there and go, oh, Eli, you've been to the doctor 15 times. Why do you need Why do you need my assistance? <laughs> Real talk. And then Google just sends you off. <laughs> Fuck Google. But you got to close it out, cuz. Oh, but. All right, mm-hmm. everybody, it's been great talking to you. This is TGP. Follow us on every major platform at TGP Studios, except for Facebook. That's a growth project. Twang, you got anything to say before we head out? Uh, Hey, y'all, stay safe. You know, go outside today. Burn a couple calories or whatever. Maybe burn a couple blunts. Burn a couple blunts. Follow your dreams. Follow your passions. You know, keep growing. Wop, wop. But that's it.